Hey friends, happy Friday. This morning we're going to be talking about hidden figures. What's behind your issues? What's the issue behind your issue? We're going to talk about it this morning. So let's get started. Hey friends, welcome to Healing the Broken Mind podcast. Are you ready for our healing journey this morning? I hope you are. Today may be the day that God heals your broken mind. Let's get started. And now let's hear a word from our sponsor. In the midst of all you have to do, it's okay to just take a moment. So let's take a moment. Okay, friends, for our Take a Moment segment this morning, I just want to encourage you to take a moment to pray for someone else, especially our young people. Um, More and more I'm seeing on the news where the younger uh, these teenagers are, these young people, they're being tried as adults. Um, Criminal crimes are being committed left and right by young people. Friends, the enemy is after our young people. Please take the time to pray for our youth. Pray for them. You know, don't don't talk about them. Don't down them. Pray for them. It's our job as Christians to pray for each other. And it's now more than ever we need to pray for our young people. So that's what I want to encourage you to do for this moment. You know, in your prayer time, just whisper a prayer for our young people. Our prayers need to bombard heaven for the young people today. Um, we, 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 we Sometimes we judge our young people without thinking about all of the things that they are up against in this generation. They have so much coming at them through technology, through, through life, uh, the, the different lifestyles that that are happening different expectations they have not only from their parents but their peers um the different voices that are uh, are fighting for our children's attention and we have to take the time to pray for them he said is prayer enough i promise you you can teach them as the best you can but in in on in on top of teaching them we need to pray for our people pray for our young people y'all let's pray 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 for these young people um um i'm asking you today to take some time and pray for our young people they need our prayers y'all remember they're they're our future there this world is going to be in their hands when we we've gone off the scene we need to pray for them so that they could be prepared to continue what we've uh, started in this generation. I'm talking about the good things that we've started in this generation. Pray for our young people today. Okay, let's get into our lesson, our discussion this morning. Okay, friends, let's talk about hidden figures. 
I don't know who, how many of you have seen the movie Hidden Figures, but it is one of my favorite movies. And if you haven't seen it, you need to see it. It just combines all of my favorite things about life into this one great movie. It tells a story. It has history. It's based on uh, uh, the facts of someone's life. Uh, actually, the lives of several women are in this movie. And it's talking about um, a lot of math and science. Uh, math is one of my favorite subjects. And just to combine it with historical facts, it just makes for a great movie. And the stars that star in this movie, uh, Taraji uh, P. Henson is one of them. Um, Octavia Spencer is another one. And I'm trying to remember the young lady's name. She's a singer. I know her name well, but for the life of me, I can't think of it at the moment. But go go watch that movie. It is a great picture. It's uh, family friendly. You can watch it with your kids and you can learn some history while you're at it. But what I want to talk about this morning is it stemmed from this movie. As I was watching the movie, it dawned on me that we have a lot of hidden things, uh, things that are behind the scene that's affecting uh things in our life that sometimes we don't even realize it. Now in this particular movie, because I want to want to take you where I'm going this morning. In this particular movie, the movie points out the fact that three three of the women who were the stars of this show and whose life uh life stories, part of their life stories are told through this movie. Um they actually contributed a huge uh, part made huge contributions to the science program um, during the launching of the space shuttles, uh, some of the first space shuttles into space. And a lot of us did not or we weren't aware of the history that these women had in the space program. So through this movie, you learn about their contribution and how they um, how their lives um, were pretty much orchestrated uh, by their jobs at the space, um, at NASA, and so forth. And it basically tells you that in spite of all the things you've seen on the news about who was behind the scene on the space program, it was really other people behind the people that were behind the scenes. And that's kind of where I want to go this morning when we're talking about hidden figures. The, the title of the movie is what inspired me. And the idea behind the movie is what uh, brought about, helped me to uh, understand the revelation that I believe God was trying to get me to see, um, to share with you this morning. So I want to talk about, talk about, What's going on behind the scenes of your life that's contributing to whatever it is that's causing you to not have peace in certain areas of your life? Okay, I'm not an expert, not a psychologist, so 
The only product that I can use to demonstrate to you what I'm talking about is my my life, my testimony, my experience. So let's use me for an example this morning. In my life, I had suffered from anxiety. I didn't understand what was happening to me. On the surface, it just looked like it happened all of a sudden. All of a sudden, I was afraid to drive. All of a sudden, I was afraid to drive certain places. That was what it looked like on the outside. Um, behind the scenes, however, things were happening in my life that brought about what was happening in the present. Things that, let me say it this way, things were happening throughout my life, my past my present and they contributed to what was going on at that particular moment in my life what am i trying to say what i'm trying to say is there is a reason you're going through what you're going through and the reason is not necessarily something that's happening right now it could be something that you have not learned to deal with in your past. It could be a number of things, not just one thing. It could be a number of things that has affected your life. Maybe some traumatic experience. And then after one dramatic experience, another one happened. And then another one. See, when we think of traumatic experiences, sometimes we think of things that are huge and very detrimental, and that's what they—that's what it is. But we tend to think of big things, like one of my traumatic experiences was the death of my mother. However, another dramatic experience, which many people may not c- compare it to the death of a parent, but was the stress behind the uh the death of my mother the grief all of that stuff contributes to your mental health all of that compound together affects the outcome of your mental health and one of the things i want to emphasize to you this morning is you have to get down to the source of your issue Um, I know many therapists teach that you don't need to ask why. Um, At least that's what my therapist told me. Stop focusing on why and focus on uh, what can be done now. But although I'm not a therapist, I have to say sometimes you need to understand why something happened. Why you're why some why. Something is happening in order for you to uh, get closure, be healed from it. And I needed to understand what was the source of all of this. If you're going to tell me that something is not just happening and that things along the way have contributed to this, I want to know what those things are because I want to deal with those things so that I can continue to heal. And move to the next phase of my life, which is my healing phase.
Now, friends, I also want to get you to understand that something else traumatic um, can be the stress of marriage. I learned that in my own life and not that marriage is bad or there's anything wrong with your marriage. But if you if you've never been married before and you get married and there is a, a period not a, not just one period, but you're in the process of two becoming one. And I know we get all romantic about that sentiment. And we think that once you get to the altar and you get married, that that act makes two become one. That's not how it works. Two becoming one is actually a process. And those of you that understand what marriage is, you know where I'm going with this. It takes time for two to become one. You may be legally married and and all of that good stuff, but two people trying to become one is a process. You say, how does that happen? Really? It's not a magical uh, portion that the preacher speaks those words or you say your vows and then all of a sudden you become one. That's not how that works. It's actually two people coming together, trying to learn how to live with each other when sometimes they can be completely opposite of each other. They can have differences in how they do things. They were raised to want to do things one way. You were raised to do things another way. And you have to come together and learn how to find a new way to do things because now you've created your own little world You're no longer in the world of your parents. You're now in your own home and you have to create a home with the two of you with your own way of doing things. And you're slowly becoming one. That in itself can be added stress, Um, especially if you're a headstrong person. And I'm using me like I like I am. And you're used to being independent and doing things on your own. And then you meet. Uh, your help, your, um, you're the help me. You meet your mate and they may have that same, uh, personality trait. You know, I married a, a born leader. I'm a born leader. My husband and I have a lot in common. And at the same time, we have to learn how to, uh, mesh our two personalities together to operate as one because we're no longer two. And I don't mean that in the physical sense, but we're no longer two. We're we're walking together within a marriage, becoming one. And at times that can be traumatic. And that's not usually what we identify as being traumatic, but it is. And sometimes I don't know why I'm saying this today, but somebody need to understand that it's the things, it's the little things behind the scenes in our life that can contribute to some of the um, mental issues that we deal with that can contribute to anxiety, um, depression. And it's not necessarily things that we consider bad or toxic. It's just the way we understand them and interpret them. I had to learn to allow my husband to walk in his role as the leader of our home. I had to learn that I no longer had to carry everything. I had a partner that we could share responsibility. 
And to some people, that can be a traumatic experience, learning how to not carry the load. Now, that sounds crazy. Like, what do you mean learning? Not? When we are when when some of us are so um, have have become so accustomed to having to do it all and we meet someone that is that can help us not have to do it all. It's, it's an adjustment period because you have to train yourself that, OK, now I got help. I have someone to help me. And it is an experience that you have to uh, grow in. It doesn't just happen overnight. And I'm saying that all of that to say this. It, it's little things like that that you don't think about that can contribute to your mental um, health and your mental well-being. It, it, can, it can make it a little shaky because you're learning to adjust to something new. It's the same um, type of uh, experience as you come in on a new job and you're the new person and you have to learn, you know, be trained how to do things this way. And you, you're not only learning how to do your job, but you have to uh, become accustomed to the environment of that particular job. You could have had a different experience in your last job and this environment is different. You have to adjust. That can be something traumatic. It's, it's little things like that that we don't think about as being traumatic. But to our to our bodies and our minds, it's a change that we have to adjust to. And it's a traumatic experience. We may not uh, identify it as that internally. We don't think like that, that that that's not dramatic. That's just a new job. I just got married. We try to think of all the positive aspects of it. And that's all well and good. You should focus on the positive. But I just I'm just trying to get you to understand this morning that it's just little things like that behind the scene that can contribute to um your mental health or your mental uh, well-being, how your mental health is, those things really affect you. And we have to learn how to deal with them. Okay, finally, one more thing I want to mention before I conclude this morning is uh, going back to school can be traumatic. It can be traumatic for your mind. And I'm speaking from experience. When I was back in school, working full time, in uh, newly married, becoming a mom, that is like a, a, a shock to your system. Especially if you were out of school for a period of time. You know, I, I took I didn't get my master's right away. I had my bachelor's and it was years between the time when I actually started my master's degree. I was a new mom uh, working full time, going back to school. That was a traumatic experience to my mind. It was a shock to my system. I had to adjust to all of these uh, new changes with my body being a, a, a because I started school while I was still carrying my son before he was actually born, uh, my oldest son. And I had adjusted all these new emotions 
and all these changes in my body, then go to work eight hours per day and then come home, get in a class, classroom online because um, I thought that was more convenient. And just think about all of those changes in one. And some of you may be experiencing some of the same things. Um, maybe school is not a part of your um, life right now. And maybe uh, you're dealing with something else. But just think of experiences where you're compounding one uh, stressful experience on top of another. And these are the type of things that can affect your mental health. And, and don't get me wrong. Don't misinterpret what I'm saying as being a bad thing. Um, I'm trying to get you to see this morning that even things that are good can be stressful and traumatic uh, to our minds and our bodies. And what we need to do about it is this. We need to find a way to balance it so that it's not stressful and traumatic. You say, well, how do I balance my marriage? First of all, you need to accept the fact that the changes that's going to happen in your marriage is not going to happen overnight. You need to accept the fact that you are two different people learning to adjust to one another and that it's okay along the way for to disagree or not agree because that's how you learn each other. That's how you learn to adjust and make changes and see what you like and see what your spouse doesn't like. The other issue, um, or not particularly issue, but the other thing you could be experiencing with work, learn how to adjust to the environment that you're in. Take the time to study your environment. A lot of times we jump headstrong and we don't pay attention to the environment around us. And we don't understand. Um, we, we don't look at some of the things that we should be paying attention to that can help us be more successful in our careers. And I mean that by studying the people around you. It can help you become a better person and give, make you more comfortable so you're not as stressful. Um, going to school, finding a balance. Uh, one of the things I had to learn how to do was to pace myself. I had to learn the hard way, y'all, that I could not take three and four classes <laughs> while, while I had a newborn. And that's something I had to learn. I didn't have to rush. There was no uh, rush for me to finish that degree. I finished it, but you know, I had to pull back a little bit and say, okay, I can take one class this semester and not two or three. You know, um, I can take one class this semester and give my mind a break for, uh, you know, sit out for maybe uh, this semester and start again the following semester. You have to learn how to balance your life. The more we balance our life, the easier it becomes to uh, live a, a more peaceful life. And, and, and it eases some of the pressure off our minds, which is our mental health. Our mental health is our minds is what is affected 
what affects our mental health, our minds. A healthy mind is healthy mental health. Um, your mind needs to be healthy. So that's what I'm trying to say. Keep your mind healthy. Do what you have to do to keep your mind healthy. And one of the things that helps to keep your mind healthy is to find balance. You never need to do so much of one thing till you leave the other thing liking. You need to not spend all your time in school and your family time is liking. Spend all your time with your family and you're not getting any schoolwork done. Work all the time and you don't have any fun in your life. You need a balanced life. Give yourself a way to balance out your life so that you can have a healthy mind and in there, in turn, a healthy mental health. Okay, friends, I hope that helped you. I hope you understand what I mean when I said hidden figures. Looking at what's behind the scene. What's contributing to uh, me being over anxious or what's contributing to my depression? I'm not expecting you to analyze yourself or uh, diagnose yourself as a therapist or counselor would. What I want you to do is understand what could be a contributing factor to some of the things we deal with mentally. Sometimes we're worried about things that we don't realize we're worrying about. Um, that's why it's so good to take some quiet time during your day and, and, and just quiet your mind. Uh, some people call it meditation. Um, you can call it whatever you like. I just call it uh, having some quiet time um, because it doesn't necessarily have to be a moment where you're doing anything but sitting still. Um, my therapist recommended at least 20 minutes out of the day. And I can agree with that. I, I would even go as far as say 20 to 30 minutes out of each day is so important for you to find that little slot of time to settle your mind and quiet your mind. Because especially if you suffer from anxiety, those racing thoughts, that constant uh, overthinking, you need that time. And, and if you continue, if you keep doing it on a regular basis, you can train your mind to be still, um, which allows the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart, to your spirit, and you can be guided by him and not these negative thoughts in your mind. Um, same thing with depression, you know, find that quiet time, you know, uh, to, to relax your mind and your body so that you can adjust, make some adjustments in your thinking, um, you know, I, I, I am really, really an advocate of seeing a counselor or a therapist, y'all. You know, I save Holy Ghost filled, sanctified folks. We really seem to have a problem when it comes to seeing therapists. But we got to get past that. Um, we got to begin to think of therapists and counselors the way we think of our medical uh, doctors, you know, counselors and therapists are medical people, you know, they just operate, they work on your mind and not your physical body. And we got to think of them in terms of that. And I think that would help us to understand how we can, um, reach out, you know, 
God, God gives us healing. He gives us um, deliverance. And he also gives us wisdom. These people are put on these earth for our benefit. And I think it, it would be a sad situation for you not to utilize the things that God has put in the earth for our bodies and our minds. We have to understand that although we are spirit beings inside of our earthly vessels, which we call our bodies, we have to take care of those outer shells. We have to take care of the body that God has placed our soul in. We have to make sure that it's okay while we in the, while we're in the earth. We cannot wait until God Jesus returns to have a, a better body. We need to take care of these physical earthly bodies while we're here. And that includes our minds. Okay? Well, that's it for this morning. I thank you for tuning in. And I want you to stay tuned for our one minute Bible study. I think it's going to bless you. And as always, friends, God loves you and he truly wants to heal your broken mind. I love you guys. Stay tuned for our one minute Bible study. Stay tuned for our one minute Bible study. Okay, friends, for our one-minute Bible study this morning, we're going to be coming from Luke, the 15th chapter, and I'm going to just read a few verses starting at verse 11. It says, and he said, a certain man, this is Jesus talking, so it says, he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Okay, I'm going to skip a few verses and then I'm going to come down to the 18th verse. Um, Let's go to the 17th verse. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to eat to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I am no longer worthy to be called thy son. Make me one of thy highest servants. And it goes on to tell us that he arose and went back to his father's house, and the father accepted him with open arms. Many of us have heard this parable before that Jesus shared with his disciples and for those of you that haven't heard it before this parable is known as the parable of the prodigal son the son who left home he uh lost all of his inheritance uh with what they call riotous living mean living in a way that's wasteful and just i guess partying hard and throwing away his money basically so he ends up losing all that he has And he ends up sleeping in a hog pen. He's uh, basically um, eating among the hogs. I'm not sure if he actually ate what the hogs ate. But it said that he was in, in the hog pen. And 
he decided to go back home to his father. And when he goes back home, the father accepts him with open arms. And um, it goes on to say that he had an older brother, how the older brother felt. But I'm not going to get into that portion of the story. I want to focus on the first few verses at the beginning of the story when he decides in his mind that he wants to leave home. As I was uh, meditating on the revelation that God gave me about the things that are hidden behind in our lives, this scripture came to mind and I began to think about what was it that moved that younger son to want to leave. He had everything he could desire. Here his father was a wealthy man. He didn't like anything. His father had servants. So that tells us his father was able to provide for him. Um, He had food galore. He had clothing. He even had an inheritance. So he was a well-off person, uh, what we would call wealthy. What could have pushed him to a place where he felt like he needed to leave? Um, It came to my mind that it couldn't have been that he, in spite of all these uh, earthly things that he had, he felt unseen unheard unappreciated now of course i'm digging into something that's not said in the scriptures but let's just think about that for a moment what could have pushed a person to leave everything they were comfortable with um why would they want to run ahead and leave when they have everything our lesson today today is this Having physical things, money, earthly things, does not equate to fulfillment. What we need is what God has put into us. Peace is something that money can't buy. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Something money can't buy. We we experience the COVID virus this year in 2020 and and many people still don't believe it exists but I'm one of those people that have lost people that I love to COVID this year some of our church members have gone on to be with God some of their our church members who have family members lost some of their parents and loved ones so uh, for those of you that don't believe that this was happening Um, keep believing that but anyway that doesn't make it true but I want to want you to understand that that just because you have every thing money can buy there are always something that your money cannot buy and why I mentioned COVID because so many people uh, wish they could have bought bought their life, bought their health, but they laid in a hospital room and their their money or nothing else could get them uh, a breath, a breath in their lungs. There are things that are more important than money, like being heard, being acknowledged. I believe that son 
felt like he couldn't be seen. Um, I don't know what his father could have done for a living or uh, how his father, how important his father was. But maybe he felt like he needed to be on his own. Of course, in his particular situation, it didn't work because he he didn't do it the proper way. The proper way is to talk with the father and find out how things could be better before we make a move. What am I trying to say this morning? Focus on the things that really matter. Look deeper into your situation. What is behind the scenes in your life today? What's behind the scenes that that is contributing to this or contributing to that? What is the thing behind the scene that's driving you in whatever direction you're going today? What's behind the scene? If it's driving you in a good direction, that's a good thing. But if it's driving you in a negative direction, you need to find out what that is. And like that prodigal son, you need to go back to the father and make it right. It's okay to make mistakes, but it's also okay to get it right when you get it wrong. Does that make sense? I hope it does, and I hope you understand that you can always go back home. Even in the midst of all you're going through and all you're dealing with, the Father is there with open arms to welcome you back. Read that parable about the prodigal son. It says the father met him halfway. I'm saying halfway, but the father was meeting him. As he was coming to the father, the father was meeting him. There are some things money can't buy. And going back home to someone that's there waiting for you with open arms is priceless. The father is there waiting for you with open arms. Be restored, my friends. Go back home. Go back home. You can be seen. Try again. Try again. Be blessed, my friends. Happy Friday. Hey, friends. If you don't know the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior, want to give you this opportunity to accept him into your hearts today it's not complicated it's very simple all you have to do is repent of your sins and accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior if you don't know the right words to say simply say these words after me Lord I repent of every sin anything that I've done wrong that may not have been pleasing in your sight and I ask you to forgive me Lord, I ask that you come into my heart and make me, make me your child. Make me one of yours. Lord, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. You sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins and the sins of the whole world. And I accept your sacrifice. And I ask you to now be Lord of my life. And Father, Please fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I can truly have a way to live in this world with your truth. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And with that simple prayer, friends, you have become a believer. Find you a good Bible-based church, a church that really teaches the true word of God. It doesn't matter what the denomination is, as long as they're teaching the true word of God. And get in church. And it doesn't have to be physical church right now because so many churches aren't open. But get into a good Bible-based church online or in um, physical and get to know the Lord Jesus through his word. God bless you, friends. I love you. But God loves you best.